Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're going to play in a sandbox that is a digital sandbox from sponsor Nokia. Nokia's digital sandbox is part of its fabric services system for data center network automation, and the sandbox is integral to Nokia's approach to intent-based networking. Our playmate for this episode is Erwin James. He is product line manager at Nokia. Erwin, welcome to the podcast. So Nokia's digital sandbox, what is it? What are we talking about? How does it work? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, the shortest suite of it uh, is that we uh, are able to create a digital twin of uh, an existing network in a containerized environment running on Kubernetes. Okay, so you're saying I can build essentially a, a live copy of my data center network using the sandbox. Yeah, exactly. Now, there seems to be um, a bit of a trend in the industry now around digital twins in general, and not just you know applicable to networking, um, where you would try and stand up a digital twin of whatever infrastructure you are running uh, in order for you to validate some changes and mm -hmm. ensure that any configuration changes you're making would get accepted by, by, by the system in which you're testing against. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've kind of taken that approach, but in the networking world, you know, configuration is is really one small aspect of what we expect out of a network. And really the resultant state is kind of what's really important to make a, a, a network function, right? Um, and a network that resultant state being, you know, whether all the way from, you know, port operational state to, you know, BGP adjacency states or all the way up to, you know, the actual ribs or fibs you're actually programming in your, in your, uh, in your switches or routers. And so what's really important in the networking space is that if you are going to create you know, a digital twin or a digital sandbox of the networking environment, whether it be a full or partial representation of your network, is that you're actually able to capture the resultant state of the real network into that uh, digital sandbox. And so what's really important, what we've done with the digital sandbox here is, yes, we've created a digital twin, but additionally, what we're able to do is actually leverage a couple pieces of the network operating system, SR Linux, which is running on the switches, um, to extract all the state that's happening in the network, and inject that into the digital twin. So the digital twin is not just a ideal representation, but also a stateful and, and real representation of what's happening. So what you're saying is it's not just the configuration of the network built into a model. And then Correct. I can run changes on the model and see what the result. You're actually saying the digital twin is holding things like the rib and the fib. So if I'm going to do something with the BGP, the digital twin will actually have a snapshot of the fib table and I can look at what I, if I do a manipulation on the BGP, if I do a route filter or whatever, then I'm actually seeing the fib change as well. Correct. Exactly. And you can take that down all the way down to say adjacencies, right? If you're mm. dealing with an ideal scenario, of course, when you make a change, you look at, you know, the, the current, the current output and you, you, you make a change, you look at the, the resultant output. But if there happened to be a, a scenario where a BGP neighbor was potentially down, and this is what ends up causing outages, is these fallout effects of making a change on a network which may already have a small problem potentially, and, in, in a, and it could be a cascading effect, right? And so what you're trying to do here is, as best as you can, and this is best, this is based on what you're actually trying to change and validate and test, is have that representation of state to make sure that if you were to make this change at this moment in time. You would be able to catch these types of cascading problems or potentially the be able to validate the actual effects as you said uh, greg on mm, the yeah. route table or or any other changes mm. trying to make to the, to the network so when we talk about intent-based networking products from a lot of other places around that we talked about we often talk about the model where they read the configuration and then there's a model and then i can apply the configurations to the model and see what the final configuration would be but you're really taking this complete step forward and saying i can actually snapshot Mac tables, CAM tables, ribs, fibs, as well as the operating configuration, and that I can do a show IP route in the digital twin, and that actually is a reflection, or you know, at that time of what was actually running in the network. Exactly correct. Yep, that's right. right. That is really quite a, a transition. That's a that's a real inflection. 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And, and because in, in a networking space, that's what's really important, right? And this is what ends and leads to potential uh, uh, outages or potential problems in a network is uh, is that you, you are acting upon a very important piece of networking, which is the state, right? The resultant mm -hmm. state of having a BGP neighbor and BGP policies applied is really the rib and the fib, right? The resultant mm -hmm. state of having uh, certain port uh, configurations applied is really the operational status of the actual interface itself, right? And that's that, and that's what you're trying to get at. And the changes you make is really a validation of what happens if this yeah. were to happen to the state today, right? So I want to really draw out what you're doing with this digital twin. We're not talking about a few switches in a lab that sort of tries to mimic kind of what you've got in production. You're actually, you're making essentially, you're running instances of SR Linux in containers that match the configuration of what you're running in your production network, and then how are you keeping this model up to date? That's exactly correct. So as part of uh, XR Linux, it has a very strong streaming telemetry infrastructure built into it. And therefore we're actually able to extract the state from the, the system uh, using streaming telemetry. Uh, and then store that within the fabric services system. And because of that, we can extract and any topology we instantiate in the digital sandbox, whether it be a full blown topology, which, you know, of course, on large networks may be a bit challenging or a representation of a, a subset of the network and a subset of the devices, we can say, well, inject the state that you retrieved from the real network using your streaming telemetry and put that into the digital sandbox and, and set the state values in the digital sandbox to be a reflection of the real the network at this snapshot moment in time. And is there a lag between what I've actually got running in production and what's in my digital twin? That becomes a bit more of in terms of what you're trying to test. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, uh, we use streaming telemetry with GNMI and therefore we are we can get live updates. So there's no CLI scraping. It's, you know, if there's an update on mm -hmm. a field, mm -hmm. we can get the update immediately uh, stored in Fabric Services system. But when you start doing tests against a network, you typically want to see at a moment in time, because if there's mm. changing values, it could affect the uh, outcome of the test, right? So it kind of depends what you're testing. But generally speaking, you could do it in real time or near real time, or you could say, you know, snapshot at this time today, right now, what would happen, you know, if I were to do it in, in the next five minutes or so, and, and you can kind of snapshot, run your tests and say, okay, well, that, that, was, the, that, was, the, that was the outcome. And how, so the, the question in my mind now is if I've got this digital twin with all this configuration and all this state, how much compute power does it need? Do I need like, you know, a rack full of servers to make this work? Or do I just need a modest server with Kubernetes and, and each router, each SR Linux instance is emulated in a container? Is it a lot or little? Um, I mean, kind of defined, depends on your definition of a lot and a little. Of course, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the containerized version of SR Linux is very small footprint. Um, mm -hmm. And so that allows us to build these fairly large topologies in a containerized environment on Kubernetes. Now, of course, and then the, the second piece of that puzzle, of course, is what are you trying to represent? Are you running a full-blown equal one-to-one -one of your network? Then it'll depend on your network size. So this could be quite large in size. And so you could have a very large Kubernetes cluster that's able to support this topology if that was something of value to you. Mm. That being said, we also allow the functionality of deploying a subset of it. And so you can label devices in the real network and, you know, as let's say storage top of rack switches, and right. you could you could come and, 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 and the digital sandbox and say, well, build me a representation of my storage racks. And that may only be, you know, four racks and, you know, eight switches and a couple of spines, and then retrieve the state from those and represent that in my digital sandbox. And so you can work on a subset of the real network if, you know, if the scale were to be a concern for you uh, in terms of your, your infrastructure supporting fabric services system. So that means for smaller companies who are using your products, they could do something with a modest server, you know, something that's, you know, just left over or retired. But if you're a bigger company, then you might want to commit some more serious resources to a, almost a perfect digital twin. 
Exactly. And, in, and it comes down to also the value you see in the digital twin and how much you want to represent the real network. Exactly. So how are you tying this notion of the digital sandbox? I can see, you know, the operational value. How are you tying this back into intent-based networking, which is a much bigger topic? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I you have to kind of remember the, the three pillars of intent-based networking, right? The first is you have a declarative approach to configuration management, right? So tell me uh, what the end state and end goal is. And as a, as a system, I will get you there, right? Mm -hmm. the, the sequence of events that need to happen in between is non, nothing you have to worry about. I will get you to, to the state that which you want, right? The second is really this, this concept of abstracted business intent, uh, where, you know, tell us what you'd like to do and we'll figure out all the, the networking uh, knobs, the, the VPN, the, the VXLAN and the, the multi, you know, um, uh, multi-homing VPN configurations and all the knobs that need to, to be configured on the devices to, to reach that business intent. And then that ties, of course, into, you know, close the validation of that, of that intent, right? Did we actually achieve what we wanted to from a state perspective? And our, our, did we get to that state we tried to, tried to, um, to declare? And of course, the last piece of that is kind of like the single source of truth piece of it, right? So you have a single system which has a single source of truth of what the network should be doing and what it should look like. So really, if you tie this together with Digital Sandbox, it's really about the workflow and the validation and the results of the declared intent. So you would say, give inputs into Fabric Services system, and we could validate those at a, say, design stage early before production. Uh, make sure that the, the desired input have the desired outputs. So the desired business intent declared to Fabric Services system results in what you're expecting in the network. And then you can take that a step further and go into say, you know, day two or operation standpoint uh, and work with say maintenance intents where, uh, you know, what happens if I were to upgrade a set of my switches to the latest uh, software version, right? Um, what needs to happen for me to do that? Do I maybe want to test a subset of the switches in my network uh, and what happens before you actually put this into production. So, you know, build a representation of my network, change the uh, intent, right? So you're going to change the software version that you may be running or change the desired goal, which may result in a software version change uh, and then test this, validate this before we actually go to production and make sure that we've got the desired results. Okay. So you mentioned source of truth. Uh if I'm understanding correctly, it doesn't sound like the digital sandbox is the source of truth. It's the fabric services system that you're using as source of truth. Yeah, exactly. So fabric services system is the source of truth in terms of uh, the set of inputs that you're putting into it and the set of outputs are then generated. So configurations would be a set of outputs, for instance, hmm. for given switches. And so what you want to make sure of when you're using a digital twin is that the, say, the set of inputs are identical between the two. Otherwise, you've kind of missed a step, right? So if you right. have a, a human or a system try and, and talk to two different systems, you you could have a mistake be made right it may not be exactly what the inputs may not be exactly the same and so if you have a single source of truth and the input the inputs are exactly the same in our case digital sandbox will use the identical inputs the identical declared intent into fabric services system to build its digital twin representation so there's no there's no changes mm -hmm. that are happening it's literally exactly the same thing that's being pushed to production Right. And of course, Fabric Services System is a configuration engine. So it's not just this digital sandbox is just a part of Fabric Services. It's not a separate product or a feature or whatever. Fabric Services System is a whole intent-based configuration engine for a data center network. And it does the observability, gives me telemetry to monitor and see traffic, configure EVPNs, automation. All that is in Fabric Services. This digital sandbox is just one small feature of this overall platform. Exactly. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So my understanding partly of intent is the way that uh, companies offering intent-based systems get it to work is you kind of have to work off of, of templates. Do you have a similar model? And are, I'm talking about templates for how the underlay is constructed, how the overlay is constructed, how you do your ongoing operations. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we do offer, you know, what we call, you know, day, day zero intent design templates, which is more around, you know, your racks and number of switches per rack yeah. and, and, you know, your leaf spine, kind of the topology aspect of it, and then your resultant uh, configurations, right? So this is kind of your design, uh, you know, day zero, we call that uh, uh, intent templates. So we have those. Uh, additionally, uh, we have what we call day one deployments uh, templates or what we call workload intent templates, um, where this is more about the actual, you know, services you're offering on top of that, whether that be some, you know, uh, VX on IP verfs that are running that are supporting some app specific applications. Um, maybe they're more dynamic in nature and that they're talking to some sort of commute, compute systems, like uh, whether it be VMware or OpenStack or Kubernetes. And these is what we call our workload intents. And we, we categorize that as our day one uh, uh, intent templates. Uh -huh. And then of course, then we have the kind of the day two plus, right? The operations side of the house and that we call maintenance intents. And, and coming back to an example I, I mentioned earlier when it comes to let's say upgrading software, right? Uh, you know, upgrading software on its own is is one piece of the puzzle. And that's, you know, pushing an image down and rebooting the device and it comes online. But really what you're trying to do is as part of an upgrade and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a maintenance intent is actually many more steps along the way to get you into that to that state. And that may be, you know, uh, uh, draining traffic from a device, right? So cleanly draining traffic from a device, ensuring there's no traffic being drawn to a device before you upgrade it. Uh -huh. You may be wanting to run an upgrade in the real network, but on canaries. You may want to run on a subset of the devices first for a number of uh, uh, days or hours uh, before you actually upgrade the next set of devices, right? And so these are really what we call maintenance intents and in that you're declaring what you'd like to do, of course, the end goal, the end state, but you're also potentially uh, have a flow in that, in that you may be wanting, as I said, testing canaries, you may want to validate the impacts of small subset, you may want to drain traffic from the nodes before you, uh, before you upgrade mm. and so on and so forth. Is that something I could use the digital twin for to see what the impact of a, you know, a, a NAS upgrade is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the key, I mean, that's one of the key and early uh, uh, use cases, which we found people latch onto is really, I want to move to the next software version. And of course, I want to validate that my configurations will adhere to mm, that. And yeah. Fabric Server System will take care of that piece for you. So you don't really have to worry about the configuration aspect of it. However, let's see what happens to my resultant state, right? If I do an upgrade, mm. am I still getting the same routes that I'm expecting? Am I, are my BGP policies still functioning as I expect? Uh, yeah. let's, let's, let's validate that in the digital twin first. And once I'm comfortable with that, let's move that to a maintenance intent in production and, and, and start pushing that upgrade across the network. Yeah, and it's always possibly that the hardware has a problem because there's always an interface yep. with the software and the hardware, but that's so much easier to troubleshoot because absolutely. you're much more confident that your configurations are solid before you get there. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Stop a so, lot of arguments very quickly by saying, I know it's not the software, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. operationally, it just shifts your level of confidence up that you, and you've done some prep, you've got, you've probably got the work in your mind. So if you've done some testing before you go to push the final upgrade, you're, you're ready to go. It's a, it's a definite operational shift in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really about risk management. Of course, a digital mm. twin, you can't represent the ASICs, right? I mean, there's a, there's a piece sure. of the, the puzzle which you cannot have in a digital twin. And that is really the effects of FABO rib changes on a specific ASIC, right? Uh, the hardware itself may have some issues. It could be SFPs, it could be whatever the hardware is, could be having harder problems. Of course, those you can't catch in a digital twin, right? So really what you're trying to do is just limit the amount of problems you're going to have and limit the amount of, of potential configuration issues or resultant state if the hardware were to be in a potentially you know, fully functional environment, right? Well, we're almost out of time, but Erwin, I want to find out, you know, the thing that hasn't come up in this conversation is, is CI, CD, or NetOps. Is that where you see this, uh, you know, the fabric services system and digital twins moving? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just put all the pieces together, this is kind of where you end up, right? Uh, everything we've talked about from building the digital twin, 
to validating is really best suited for something like a pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. A number of changes which will happen before you push something to production. And so what the digital sandbox and fabric services system allow you to do is really do true CI in that CI CD pipeline, where you can actually do the true validation before you have the confidence to push that to production. And so there's a whole topic around uh, a CI CD and how that would apply here. But certainly, as you can probably tell, the the the, the full circle uh, uh, ends in putting all this together in a pipeline and doing the validation uh, uh, pre-production. And I uh, understand we'll be talking about that with Nokia in a future uh, tech bite. So keep an ear out for that if you're interested in that element. Uh, that does wrap up our time. If folks want to find out more about uh, Digital Twins or Fabric Services System, where should they go? They can uh, reach us at nokia.ly slash data-center-fabric. All right, that's nokia.ly slash data-center-fabric. We'll have that and other links in the show notes that accompany the podcast. Uh, Erwin, thanks for joining us. Uh, and thanks to Nokia for being a sponsor. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, you can find many more like it along with uh, all of our community blog. It's at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at Packet Pushers. You can find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.